1: hey it's phnx sons here in the commish the studio uh, that we don't usually use as you can tell i don't have my sidekicks it's just me aspo here with you today's episode a special bonus episode where I'm going to talk a little bit about why I fell in love with the Suns and I have an interview as well and quite simply the reason I fell in love with the Suns was one Charles Barkley back in the 90s I was a nine-year-old kid when Charles came back to the valley and he captured my imagination I watching that 92 93 Suns team 30 years ago was when I realized how much fun basketball and sports could be it, for those of you that didn't experience it, that team uh, brought this valley alive. It brought everybody together. It was such a unique experience to watch that team and very much reminds me of the the 2021 uh, Suns that made the dream finals run. Uh, less expectations, obviously, for that team, but just the excitement around it. Uh, and Barkley was such a character. Unlike Booker, who's, who's reserved and uh, has that demeanor of a cool, calm, collected. Charles was the life of the party. He was a guy that would say anything and do anything. You never knew what a post-game press conference or a sideline interview with him after a game was going to sound like. And quite frankly, on the court, you never knew quite what was going to happen. There's so many amazing moments with Chuck, especially from that 92, 93 year that if, if you're if you were born in the '80s or early '90s, and became a Suns fan during that time, Charles Barkley is a large reason why. And you know, I know pretty much everything from uh, from the four years, four plus years he spent in the Valley. All the stories, all the interesting angles, but. Uh, tomorrow, November 1st, uh, depending on when you're watching this, uh, tomorrow or today, or, or a few days ago, whenever you watch or listen to this, uh, there's a new book coming out called Barkley and Auto or a biography written by Timothy Bella. Ah, uh, from the Washington Post, and I'm so excited to read this book because it goes from Barkley's childhood to now, covers the sun jeers, all the hijinks, all the lowlights, everything and, and anything about this very complex character that is Charles Barkley. I'm so excited to to read the book, learn more about the guy that helped me fall in love with basketball but I wanted to talk to the author. I wanted to understand why he decided to write this book, what it was about Charles Barkley that really made him special to Tim. And, uh, it was quite fun to get a chance to, to hear from him and understand what he, his thoughts on it were. So, I'm going to let you guys listen to that interview. But first, if you want to get the book, Barkley, a biography, head over to Amazon or wherever you get books. It's for pre-sale now, November 1st. It's on so you can pick it up. And this is my conversation with Timothy Bella, the author of that book. Welcome in. I'm Greg Esposito and excited to be joined by the author of Barkley, a biography, Tim Bella. Tim, how are you today, man?
0: I'm great, Greg. How about you, man? How about you?
1: I'm doing well. I like, I like the beard and the glasses. Look, I can get behind and, can get behind that. So.
0: And Charles, oh, Charles
1: on the hoodie. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm going to come clean. I, I'm a giant Charles Barkley nerd. I have been since I was a kid. I grew up here nice. in Phoenix and he's why I fell in love with basketball. So when I saw your book uh, a handful of months ago, Uh, on Amazon. I hopped on that pre-order faster than, uh, than any book I've ever seen before. I, there hasn't been a lot of, a a lot of really in-depth looks at Charles Barkley. It's such a complex figure. What led you down the path to wanting to write this biography?
0: Honestly, I've just been a lifelong fan of his like you, but I'll be honest. The first time I came across Chuck, I was a big Rockets fan growing up. So I I actually hated it at first growing up. But but I tell you, when they made that trade in 96, there was no bigger Charles Barkley fan (laughs) after that than me. And uh, as someone who, you know, was a chubby Italian-American kid uh, who loved basketball but was – awful at it. He actually gave me confidence at a very early age that you don't have to be the tallest or most in shape. It, you just want to have to get that basketball the absolute most. And that's kind of what I did. And uh, so as I grew up pouring more, I realized his impact on not just the sport but also this media landscape as well and for me as just a journalism nerd my whole life I knew I wanted to essentially start writing books I was uh, lucky enough to, to actually be a pre on a couple books from uh, Jeff Benedict and Armin Katayan on uh, uh, pitcher College football and most notably their biography on Tiger Woods and after seeing that Tiger Woods biography I knew that I needed a subject that was going to just really captivate me and hold my attention for years Uh, someone who could not bore me and honestly with the person at the top of my mind was Charles Barkley just being a huge basketball fan someone who who has watched him every week now for the last two plus decades on TNT, it just made sense. And as you had mentioned, there really hasn't been either a biography or an autobiography on him in uh, three decades now. So for for me, just understanding that, I knew now was the right time to uh, give him this big comprehensive look.
1: I love I love that our story isn't all that dissimilar either. Yeah. I was a chubby Italian-American kid that, uh, that had the same feeling about it. It was the reverse, though. When he went to Houston, I kind of hated him for a brief period of
0: time. <laughs> Have to so stick got, together. Yeah, yeah, no. We just traded places. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, 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 when you went through this being a Barkley fan, yeah. surprised you? What's What stood out to you that you went, wow, okay, I didn't know that, and either it makes me like him more or it makes me like him a little less?
0: Honestly, one of the things that I really wanted to capture with this book was who he was growing up in Leeds, Alabama, right outside Birmingham in the 60s and 70s. Because I do think that time period, obviously, in Birmingham is really um, interesting and tragic and a lot of ways, obviously, uh, the, the good stuff the civil rights movement, the bad stuff, the KKK, the, uh, the permanent yeah, church bombing, everything else that is going on during that time period in Alabama. And in Charles's case, you know, he grew up in, in these projects in Leeds with his grandmother and mother, his dad left them when he was, only about 13 months old. And you now you hear similar stories like his from other people. And he, he, he usually doesn't tend up well. And and to, to his credit and to his mom's credit, his grand credit, they always wanted more for him and for his brothers. And they, they, they really worked so, so hard to make that life happened, and even if he was terrible at the basketball, for which he, admittedly, was, he was an undersized kid, um, still chubby, who was a, uh, jacking up shots, uh, like thirty foot shots, and, tr- and just not passing the ball, and and definitely not rebounding either. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I want to learn more about the kid who his friends called Wade his middle name instead of Charles or Chuck or Sir Charles and you found a kid who was really trying trying to find himself a kid who occasionally got picked on um, a kid who unsurprisingly did not take school that seriously um, someone who, you know, who him and his friends, and they were some of the only black students on the bus, would get harassed. Um, I want you to learn more about that because he always talks about Leeds and how much it shaped him and how much it means to him. But but, but given that he's been a public figure now for over four decades, we. Have to be reminded of what that actually means and what that looked like back then, Greg.
1: So you, it said. You said you've uh, interviewed over three hundred and seventy people for the book. Who were you surprised that got back to you, and who do you wish had uh, that maybe you didn't get for the book?
0: Uh, in terms of being surprised, um, I, I could say everyone because honestly it's my first book and uh Patrol's not involved in it sometimes you just don't know who's going to see yes or no um uh s- s- some surprises though off of the top of my head um include Shaq and Adam Sandler and f- f- Vice President Dan Quayle, who I actually interviewed in person, which was um, strange. But um, yeah, no, no, there were some really, really big names. Like even people like a Billy Crystal, who has like one thing to him from a, Forget Paris. He was like, yeah, of course, I'll talk about Charles. Like it, everyone who had a Charles story wanted to be involved in this. And I really thank them so much for that because it really shines a new light on someone who we think we know so well but um I, I really wanted to just kind of capture those stories and those moments because he's one of those people who ju- who just knows a bunch of random people like I never thought I would interviewed like the former C ego to publics. Cause it, of course he knows that guy, Charles knows that guy. So like it's uh, it was a fun time for sure.
1: So you, you look at it and you, you have an excerpt uh, in Esquire right now talking about the infamous plate glass, uh, fight, which is, is brilliant. I, I gar- I beg of you to go read it. If you, if you haven't already pre-ordered the book and you want to get a taste, go read that. But, uh, did you get into things like, uh, the relationship with, with Madonna? Is it, is there any, do you go down that kind of route as well in this book?
0: Yeah. So that might be an upcoming excerpt in, uh, another outlet in about a week or so. So, um, so that is coming out. Uh, the Madonna stuff does get touched on. Um, as you know, that came at a really, really crucial point of the sun season that year around the, uh, the Western conference finals against Seattle um, big game. Seven Charles has probably the best game of his entire life. 44 points, 24 boards. Uh, they move on to the NBA finals. It, it, during this time, he has a separation from his wife, Mo. Um, and during that time, there are a lot of reports out there that, that, that he's been seen in public with Padana, which is pretty. Um, if, if social media was around back then, it would just totally break it. I feel like <laughs> it should just having someone like Charles Barkley with Padana, who um, was, was so so hot back then, and so. So pick time, it, 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 having those two linked up right around the time of the NBA finals would have been just unheard of, <laughs> but it happened. It did <laughs> happen. Now, if they actually date or not, that's another story, but, but they were seen out with each other, had dinner, um, seen out, uh, actually dancing, and they acknowledged they they had called each other, they they had spoken with each other, and Madonna um, f- very publicly had talked about how um, in in ideal world she would p- p- marry Charles Barkley, but um, it, it, that's just how. It went back then. And uh, if he had social media, I can only imagine just how many heads would have um, exploded over that.
1: <laughs> uh, so Bar- Charles Barkley's been in the news the last couple of weeks because of his TNT extension. As a writer, uh, and and I've got there's how frustrating was it was to to see that come out right before you know, right after you I assume you had gone gone to print a handful of months before is it a little frustrating to get that kind of big news right before?
0: Yes, but it, it, it's okay. If, if These things happen. <laughs> I I only touch on it for for only a couple sentences um, in a book that is well over 400 pages so like if, if that's the only thing that's out of date then i will take that as being a big win and something that's how to get updated in paperback so
1: uh, i i love it because it sounds like this is going to be a very honest and in-depth look at a very complicated individual and tim i truly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk about the book and to provide those of us that are our Sir Charles fans uh a a great look and a a great insight into this man that we've grown to love over the years. The book is Barkley. A biography comes out November 1st. You can get it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. Uh, Follow him at Tim Bella and follow me on social at Espo. I'll tweet out all the excerpts that come out. Tim, thanks so much again, man.
0: Thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate it a lot.